I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, what, what? It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. You want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I put a Lindo Mari up there before Ryan I like Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt. I Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, the Batter Fins fans podcast is back. I am your host, the Bearder Fanatic. That is my co-host, Mr. Battered Fan CEO himself, Danny G. And Danny, we start the season with both of our teams at 1-0. But nonetheless, sir, how the hell are you doing today? Supposedly Tua can't throw. Supposedly. But he doesn't <laughs> care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. What, what do you say? 466? Yeah, for well, how much? Four sixty six. Yeah, I think Tua can throw. I think we got to throw that that uh that narrative out the window. So yeah, uh, I think so too. Uh, I, I've obviously haven't had a great week, but all in all, as far as Dolphins go, I think it's been a great week. Uh, you guys are, are are looking serious. That offense is looking lethal, and I know we're gonna get into that right now. For sure. So listen, we know that everybody's already sitting on. Um, enjoying the win from Sunday at 425. They played in Los Angeles. Um, one of the big key things that I noticed, Danny, I don't know if you noticed while watching the game, is I know that you you don't like saying it, the whole MetLife takeover, but they were a lot of Miami Dolphin fans that. in that stadium in SoFi. Um, so I just wanted to spend a quick a uh, couple quick minutes talking about the game. And that, first and foremost, Tua talked about it. Tyree talked about it. And they obviously know that Dolphin fans can't travel the way most other fan bases can, Steelers, Packers, st stuff like that. But, dude, they said at one point it was so loud that you could hear that the quarterback had to, like, like repeatedly get, get that ball hiked because they couldn't hear anything. Um, I guess what was, your, what was your thought process on that? Did you think that we were going to have such a big impact as far as an away game just from a fan standpoint? I think West Coast games for Dolphin fans, I think they – Look, there's Miami fans everywhere, right? So, like, the Dolphins are as close as you can get to the Steelers, Packers, Niners, and Cowboys without actually being there, right? Because I think those four are like on one tier, and I think like the Dolphins and the Giants right, are like right, on that, right, right behind them. Right. So there's a lot of Dolphin fans, and I mean, let's be honest, they don't travel out to the West Coast very often. So I think that whenever there's an opportunity, Dolphin fans all go and take that chance. Now, the other thing that they had going in their favor is that let's be real, when the Rams and the Chargers both moved to L.A. I think that became a Ram city. I don't think the Chargers have as big of a support as, as the Rams do. I agree. And I think that also plays into it. So I think that the Rams just – I don't know if they ever if they, if they consistently sell that stadium out. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. But regardless, the Dolphin fans showed up, and they were loud and proud. And I, I, remember I saw a picture of them, like a staircase I, uh, or stairway. Where like there's a bunch of people walking up a bunch of stairs and it's just a sea of teal, which yep. is pretty cool to see. It was, that that was a takeover. I I agree, and that's exactly what I thought while watching the game. Now, mind you, I was occupied on Sunday and I got to watch the game, Danny. I think you were texting me about it, and I had to ignore your messages because I was trying to yeah. do everything I can to avoid that um, avoid the phone. Spoilers, but I, yeah, I watched the game at two thirty in the morning. And ended up going to sleep around five because I, I I did have the the advantage of forwarding ahead through commercials and stuff like that. But let me tell you the first thing that jumped out at me, and let's talk about the good first because I know we're battered here. We're gonna eventually talk about the bad, but the good is, wow, did Tua pick up right where he left off? 
before the injury last year because that man was lights out. Not just dude, not the deep passes, Tyreek Hill. We we've both said this. Tyreek Hill is a cheat code, but he was throwing to Durham Smythe. Very nice passes. He was throwing to Braxton Berrios. Very nice passes. He was throwing to Eric Azukama. Your boy, Easy E. Very nice passes. You. He was hitting everybody on that team. It was, obviously, Tyreek Hill gets the big because he went for over 200-plus. But Tua came out, and Danny, it, I think masterful is the word that I thought of when I watched the game. I, You know, watching it at 2.30 in the morning, I'm just – I'm blown away. I'm like, I'm tired as hell. But watching him orchestrate that offense the way we kind of believed he would this, this season, having another season under this offense and under Mike McDaniel – um, I just want to spend some time on tour real quick and just be like, I already told you a couple seasons ago that I thought we that at first we didn't make the right decision, but he definitely won me over last year. And he, dude, he cemented that even more this first game. So big props to Tua Tungvaluwa, dude. I thought it was an amazing, masterful performance on his end. Yeah, man. I think the decisions were quick. Uh, I, I I was a little worried for him when the game first started. Those those two bad snaps, the, the exchanges between the center and Tua, um, but I mean, let's be real. Like, even after they fumbled that that opportunity away, they made it down the field so effortlessly. Like they they should have scored more than they did because they were moving the ball, and and Tua is doing a great job of just finding the first read and just hitting him. He's getting the ball out fast. And man, all, all props to Tua. I think he's done a great job so far. Uh, it's only been one game, but obviously, like, how can you? I mean, player of the week, 466. I think it was like, what, like the third or fourth three most touchdowns. ever yeah. yards, three touchdowns. I mean, he, he's, he's balling. And I think, and I don't know if you want to get into Tyreek Hill at all, but the sure. fact that Tyreek sure. Hill is always in motion is so <laughs> lethal. It's so lethal. Like defenders are on their heels always because he's always moving as the ball gets snapped. You're already at a disadvantage. Yeah. With his speed, it's wild. And and the way two is finding him in the middle of the field, going deep, it's 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 man, it's so sexy to watch. By far the funnest team to watch play this year, probably. Well, I'm glad you brought him up because I don't want to spend too much time on it. Because again, most people that are watching this, we're we're mainly gonna focus on the New England Patriots that we're going to be visiting on Sunday Night Football here momentarily, but we felt it, it had to at least be talked about because there was a lot of good, obviously the one bad, which we'll get into. The other were good, Raheem Moster picked up where he left off, averaging five yards per carry again. Um, one of the things that we talked about, and I think that you brought up during the preview to this game, was the fact that you were worried about Josie, uh, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack coming around those edges. Uh, one of my players that I picked that I thought was going to have an, uh, uh, an outstanding performance was Austin Jackson. I thought this is going to be the year where he steps up, and long behold, I don't know how, how clearly you saw those one-on-one matchups, but he definitely held his own when he was going up against Joey Bosa. So just, uh, again, a, a amazing performance by Raheem Mostert, amazing performance by that O-line. Shout-out to Austin Jackson. He definitely did his thing against um, about Kendall Lamb? Joey Bosa. Oh, like, Kendall Lamb, I, another I, one. I, I, oh my God. Everybody was like, oh, no, Toronto Armstead isn't playing. Or, oh, Toronto I don't even think they're gonna rush him back anymore. I think it's gonna be like, take your time. You're better, but we're okay without you right now. Get right. better because we're not desperate. All of a sudden, it goes from the offensive line is a question mark to it's like, maybe we have oh. a little bit of depth. Maybe, maybe Chris Green was right. Maybe Chris yeah, Green like, was right. Toronto Armstead comes back. All of a sudden, you have a swing tackle here with Kendall Lamb play, can play the left or the right. 
all of a sudden, Liam Eikenberg, you don't want him to be a starter, but the backup, okay, he could be a, a, a backup guard. Yeah. Like, I, I think all of a sudden, I don't want to say that you have the greatest offensive line in the of course, league. Of course. But I think that, that, that they did away with a lot of the worries because they looked good. They looked good in pass protection. Your boy Isaiah Wynn also, also played yes. very well during the game yeah. as well. He came out for one play, and I was like, oh, shit, what happened? <laughs> but no, he came back in. Like, th- this <laughs> offensive line, I think, is going to be good enough to protect for as long as they need to protect. I mean, it doesn't take Tyreek Hill to get that long to get down the field. So right. they don't have to hold up as long as other teams, uh, other offensive lines have to. So uh, I-, I think that this offensive line, at least one weekend, right? Because this is all right. premature talk. You have to see it consistently. But for one week, they look good. They look good. Uh, real quick, I know we mentioned him. Braxton Berrios clutch passes. Um, I mean, clutch passes for uh, for Tua Tungavailoa to get pick up those big first downs. River Craycraft getting open, and again, I'm gonna go back, back to the end zone. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to beating on this horn that I think Durham Smythe is like your uh, your poor man's um, Jason Witten. Like, dude, he always gets open. He always gets open for the first down, and that's what he kept doing this game. So, big shout outs to that, but. Listen, nonetheless, we could spend time talking about Jalen Waddle. We could spend time talking about Tyreek Hill. Everybody knows this offense showed out. But let's get to the bad. Wait, wait, no. Can we talk yeah, about yeah. one more good that I want to make sure I, I touch sure. on? Mike McDaniel Ooh. fucking got balls. Ooh. Nine seconds left at the end of the first half. And he goes, fuck it. Let's go for it. <laughs> and he just airs it out. It was like a 20-yard pass down the right side. I forgot to who. And then two seconds left. Fuck it. Let's go for it. It's like, what? What are you doing? He just just airs it out. Pass interference. All of a sudden, there you go. Boom. Field, field goal. goal. And that ended up being the difference. Those three points yes. ended up being crucial to, to the final scoreboard. I, so I think props to Mike McDaniel. For sure. Because, I mean, did you enjoy I hate on him for, did you, for, run, for not running. That, I was about to say, what did you think overall about his game management, his clock management? What do you think about the play calling differential? That he was doing still, during this game, any complaints? I still, think, I still think there needs to be way more balance with the with the pass to run. Fair, uh, way more. Like you guys were, like you said that I, I didn't check the numbers. You said he was running five yards a carry, Raheem Mostert. Yeah. yeah, you can't get away from it that much. Like I get it, man, and 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 it's almost stupid to to complain about because if it's working, why stop? I get it. Well, he but started at five yards a carry, but eventually he started getting stuffed in the third and fourth quarter. It dropped down to three point seven. Well, I think what might have happened in the third and fourth quarter is that they started – the Chargers started getting a lot more aggressive defensively when yeah. they saw how well Tua was playing. And I think that might have blown up a lot of run plays also. For sure. But I still think you got to keep the defense honest. Now, one week, it doesn't matter. Tua was on his shit. So it all worked out. It doesn't really matter. But eventually, like, Bill Belichick, I, I don't think anybody can stop Tyreek Hill. But if anybody can kind of figure out a way to kind of slow him down a little bit <laughs> – It'd yeah. be Bill Belichick. So I think you have to figure out a way to incorporate the run a little more. One quick note I, I need to know because obviously we just saw an amazing catch by Tyreek. I mean, by uh, Garrett Wilson on Monday Night Football just um, a couple of days ago. I wanted to know your, your thoughts on that beautiful dime, undefendable throw that Tua threw to Tyreek Hill right in the breadbasket. I, I needed to ask you Every- about it. Yeah, everybody's talking about the long throw, right? The one that led to, to got them into the red yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah, that he hiked up the, the field and then launched it. I think that's the best pass I've ever seen to a throw. And I, you know what? Like, 
I don't want to talk out of turn, right? Because it's like recency bias, so maybe not. Yeah. But I think that's one of like the top ten passes I've ever seen in my life. Like he threw a back fade to like how tall is Tyreek Hill? Like five ten? Maybe, maybe if that. And he did like it's not like a jump ball. Like it literally landed right over the helmet of the Chargers defender. Was it J.C. Jackson? Because J.C. Jackson, he got he got horrible. he got. Oh my god, <laughs> horrible. Horrible. If it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was him, but horrible game for him. But the way it just landed, like I don't know how it must have grazed the helmet it as must have, it was falling that's when, into. That's when he tried to swat it, yeah, and it, by then it was too late. Man, that was such a beautiful pass, man. The touch okay. on that pass, kudos, because that 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 I'm a believer. I, now he's got to make me believe they can stay healthy. But I'm a believer. If he's playing, he's balling. All right, so let's talk about the bad. Um, yeah, Jason Saunders well, sucks. That's what's about it. Jesus Christ. We are not talking about Jason Sanders. We are going to talk about this defense, Danny, because obviously what we thought was Vic Fangio is coming in. He's going to flip this thing on its head, and mm-hmm. we're going to start looking like a top-flight defense. Yeah. Now, let's give credit first to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. They do have a gentleman by the name of Justin Herbert. He's been Rookie of the Year. They do have Austin Eckler. He's, he, he's a G. Uh, Keenan Allen, he's a G. Mike Williams, he's a G. So they got playmakers at the end of the day, but that's not what was killing us. Cater Kohu, by the way, our boy, Cater Kohu, Oof. big sacks, big defense, big tackles. He showed up the way we thought he was going to. He was we the player of the game on the defensive side. For sure, 100%. 100%. For you guys, was Jordan Whitehead. For us, Cater Kohu, balling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, did you expect us to get shredded by the running the rock the way they did? Because – I was flabbergasted. I felt like if it was Austin Eckler or Kelly or, dude, whoever their third running back is, I thought everybody was gaining five to seven yards on us, and it was just mind-boggling to me. Now, granted, like you said, it's only week one. There's going to be hiccups. It's a new system being put in place. Tua and the offense have been playing under this uh, under this offensive scheme for two seasons. This is a new scheme for this defense. Do you think it was just about them getting accustomed, or do you think there was more to it? I think that they might not have expected the Chargers to come out and run the ball so much because new like colored more offense, right? Right. Because last year, the criticism for the Chargers was similar to the Dolphins. They weren't running enough. And I think they came out with, with like the focus, like we're going to run the ball and we're going to run it effectively. Oh, and yeah, they, they did. did. And when it was working, they didn't stop. Now, I don't know how I haven't heard any Chargers radio or anything like that. I don't know how they feel about how the fact that they ran so much. Maybe they wanted to throw a little more. I mean, they put up 34 points anyway, so I guess they can't right. complain. But I, I was surprised, and I don't even know what to attribute it to. I really don't because it, it caught me so off guard, and I'm not even sure. Like, the Chargers have a good offensive line. Don't get me wrong. But the way they were just moving you guys off the ball, like, it's just I, I wasn't expecting it. Austin Eckler, 16 carries, 117 yards. Joshua Kelly, 16 carries, 91 yards. <clears throat> was it just a one-man show? Everybody oh. was running the ball effectively against us. So I went back and looked at the All-22, and that's literally what I, I was able to subject it to, that their offensive line was literally just pushing us off the ball anytime they were running the rock. Now, passing the rock, he did end up having a very good game. Danny, 23 or 33 for 229 to touch on, no interceptions. So, yes, when it, when it counted, the defense won us the game. They literally won us the game on the final drive by a sack, intentional grounding, um, a well-defended pass. So it, it was everything you needed at the right time. 
But my God, at that point, you're like, shit, can you please stop them? Well, can we talk about that last strike? Because I think Nick, Vic Fangio doesn't blitz unless it's an obvious passing situation. And that's why he finally started blitzing, especially that last drive. And you can see what this team can do if they if they go got they, right. they send their guys. Um, but back to the running. Do you think that it was a mistake to not play David Long uh, much? He only played 17 snaps. David Long, I felt like he's the ball hawk. He's the guy that can to, to clog up the, the gaps and, and the run plays. And he only got 17 snaps. Andrew Van Ginkle played a lot more than David Long. And I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised that, that David Long wasn't out there as much. And I thought that he would be uh, count or, or leaned on a little more to kind of help with that run defense, especially when they were running up those yards. I was surprised to not see him out there. Big Fangio said today that um, Andrew Van Ginkle was going to be playing a lot of nickel for this defense. So maybe that's why we saw him a whole lot more. Maybe because that's his his position well, that's going to be on this defense. And you guys played nickel most of the game, so right. I, I, I so I guess that that that's it. But I mean, David Long, I, I thought that he was going to be that that ball hawk for you guys as far as 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 chasing down those running backs. And um, that 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 was surprised me when I saw how how little he played. One of the things that obviously stood out to me was the fact that Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips were both milliseconds away from the quarterback but never eventually got to them so the pressure wasn't really there justin herbert looked comfortable for most of the game um emmanuel ogba was a, basically a no-show i know he's a rotational player i but again play well right it's only week one but even he when he was coming in he wasn't costing a lot of pressure um but i think there's more to this defense because like you said once they were in obvious passing situations the way they were moving off the line and the way those linebackers and safeties were blitzing in, they were getting in. By all means, Justin Herbert looked frustrated at the end of that yeah. game. So they were definitely doing their thing. But overall, Danny, let's let's end it on this. Great showing on offense. Need a whole lot of help on defense. But the benefit of that is now we have Mac Jones, not Justin Herbert, that we have to deal with this upcoming week. So now we play the Patriots in Foxborough on Sunday Night Football. Thankfully, thankfully, the whole Tom Brady thing was week one. We don't have to worry about them being a little extra hyped out there in Foxborough this week. But when you look at this and you look at this team coming in, who are you afraid of? Because I'm looking now. I just want to start on the defense side of the ball now. When I look at this team, yeah, when I look at our defense versus their offense, are you afraid of Devontae Parker, who's limited? Is that shocking to anybody that Devontae Parker is on the injury list as limited participant this upcoming week? He may not play, but even if he does, are you afraid of um, of Devontae Parker as a game changer? No, but I think they're, they're two tight end set. Now that they have a new Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator, right. I think Mike Kosecki might get a little involved, especially right. since Bill Belichick is cute with the shit that he likes to do. And uh, and Hunter Henry. I think that, uh, that those two might be uh, big contributors to their offense this week, especially since they're going to be having to – supposedly, from what I've heard, they might be down three starters on their offensive line. So you guys can get home on Matt Jones. He's going to be having to release that ball quickly. There's going to be a lot of drop-offs to the tight ends because he's not going to have a lot of time. I, I think that the tight ends are going to be the the biggest contributors for the Patriots offense if Hunt, those three offensive linemen aren't playing. And, and by the way, th- those guys aren't any slouches. Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki, those are a good pair of tight ends. Like, I, mean, I you get thought it. that Mike Gusecki was the third best tight end last year in the and, league. And, you know, I, and I still think that if you put this guy with a real quarterback in a real passing system, 
I think that he can be a game changer as a receiving tight end in the NFL. So, Mac Jones, three touchdowns, one interceptions. And let me let me ask you a question because, again, you got to face this team twice this year as well. Did the Patriots not shock you just a little bit the way they were down to the wire with the Philadelphia Eagles? The, they were moving the ball against the Eagles, and the Eagles' defense is legit. Yeah. So, I, I mean, but I, I, I've been telling you this for months. I told you, why is everybody sleeping on the Patriots? Yes, I, I, I agree. I don't think they're going to be as good. But then I tell you, but I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden they win nine games. Like, it's just what Bill Belichick does. So, yeah, I was a little surprised at how well their offense looked against the Eagles. But, I mean, it, it's it's just, man, the, the Patriots just managed to not die. It's just, they just don't die. And it's gonna, is, there, is it their season opener? Oh, no, no, last week was their season opener, uh, their home opener. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and listen, they had 18 first downs. They were, like you said, they were moving the rock. They were being yeah. effective. Now, granted, you've always been a big proponent that people were sleeping on Bill Belichick. Granted, if, obviously, if you had Tom Brady, they would still be doing their thing. But he doesn't have Tom Brady. He has Mac Jones. But that's no knock to Mac Jones. The dude, again, he had a good game. Three touchdowns, one interception. It was <clears> – we can't shit on him. Now, I will tell you this. Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball seven times. Ramondre Stevenson ran it 12. One for 29 yards, the other one for 25. So running the rock, the Eagles did their thing to shut that thing down. Mac Jones threw the ball 54 times. Now, I don't know about you. For me, if you're throwing the ball 54 times, that's a recipe that and most times you're going to end up losing the game. And that's exactly what ended up happening. Because if you have to throw the ball 54 times, especially with a guy who I don't consider a top passer in the NFL, I think that's going to it's a detriment to your team, and especially a Bill Belichick-led team. I figured they would try to run the ball more, and the game at no point was away out of their hands. It was always in reach. So it kind of blew my mind that he threw the ball every time. He only got sacked twice, by the way. So when I go and ask this question, can Miami fix their run defense? I don't think – I think if there's a week where they're going to fix their run defense, it's definitely this week because who the hell scared of Ezekiel Elliott? Well, Remind I think – well, I was no, going to say that. Andre Stevenson is, 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 is good, but he, yeah. he ain't top-notch. So I think if, if there's a time for, for you to look real good against a run, it's going to be this week. I think that this is going to be the week that Patriots and Dolphins fans look at it in a specific way, right? You guys are going to say, if there's a time to stop the run, it's now. Prove us that you can stop the run. And the Patriots are looking like, well, we can't depend completely on Matt Jones. We got to be able to run the ball. If there's a week to run the ball, it's against – the Dolphins, look what the Chargers did to them. So I think that's going to be, like, the, the trenches is going to be the, the biggest um, the focal point here for what could be the difference in the game because, I mean, they're going to try to run the ball on you because they're, they're not trying to air it out with Matt Jones all game. And you guys need to be able to stop it. And like you said, if there is a time to show that you can stop it, it's this Sunday. Gusecki versus the Dolphins round one. Obviously, he was the, he was a Dol Miami Dolphin the whole entire since he was drafted over here from Penn State. As a Miami Dolphin, it sucked to see him go. Um, I know a lot of Dolphin fans feel that way, but ultimately, he just didn't fit into the scheme of what Mike McDaniel was trying to run. Obviously, I don't think it's from a talent standpoint. I just think that McDaniel requires somebody who definitely catches the ball, but they could also block. And that's kind of been one of Mike Biseki's biggest things. In his, in his debut with the Patriots, he had three catches for 36 yards. Do you expect, being that this is the first time he's going to see his old team, his old coach that really didn't give him a fair shot while he was here, do you expect a big game out of Mike Gusecki versus the oh, Dolphin defense? 100%. 100%. I, like I said, I think the tight ends are going to be the ones that contribute the most to that Patriots offense. And 
I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Belichick, you know, does like, all right, let, let's try to feed Gusecki here. Hunter Henry and Gusecki, I think, are going to have big games because they, they really don't have much on the outsides. Um, I, that, That's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting big games from their tight ends, and that's about it. How do you feel about Ramondre Stevenson getting six catches for 64 yards, Ezekiel Elliott getting five catches for 14? Now, obviously, five catches for 14 is not a big thing, but they were incorporating a lot of throwing to the running backs out of the backfield. Now, when I look at my, my Dolphins defense, I'm not too worried about that. I think our passing defense this year is going to be better than what it was last year, and I know I know what you're going to say. Xavier Howard took a step back. He didn't look great this first week one, week one. Mm-hmm. but again – it's just week one. Let's not make too big of a deal out of it. Um, like I said, those boys do have real good players over there in L.A. So when I look at this, I'm like, one of my biggest gripes about this defense is my fear of our linebackers being matched up against running backs and tight ends because it's been one of our kryptonite issues for the last few years. So does it give you any pause that you're like, maybe this is where the Patriots are going to take advantage of lining up their running backs versus our linebackers? Not really. I, I don't worry too much about that. Uh, the fact that they're coming out with that two tight end set, I think Kateko, who's going to end up matching up with or, or being lined up or keeping an eye on one of those running backs coming out of the backfield, you know, he plays that zone. Right. Uh, I don't think that's going to be too too big of a, a deal. Um, I think that nope. the biggest factor is... I'm not worried about it either, by the way. Yeah. I just uh, want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, no, I, I'm... I don't believe in that Patriots uh, offense. Did they move the ball against the Eagles? Yes, they did. They, maybe they caught my surprise. I don't know. But I'm sure if you get to look, go back, the actual coaching staff, right, Vic Fangio and all of them, actually right. get back and study that film, I, I, I'm sure they'll be ready for that. I'm not worried about the. To run I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I think that not just us. A lot of people were shitting on the Patriots this offseason. Like, you really didn't do anything impressive. Yeah, you brought in Ezekiel Elliott, but nobody really wanted Ezekiel Elliott. Like, what did you do to really imp- improve this defense or this offense? I don't think they did either or. So just, you know, one thing about you and I is we really don't talk a lot of shit about other people's teams. We try to see, all right, what could give us issues? Like, we're looking at a team. Let's let's go into it with an open mind. What could give us really issues? And when I look at this New England Patriots offense week one. Yeah, I get it. He had a really good game. I'm not taking shit away from Mac Jones. I just, if you're asking me, do I have more faith in Mac Jones or my Dolphins defense? I'm not trying to be a homer, but I have more faith in my Dolphins defense and Vic Fangio than I have yep. in Mac Jones at this current time. But I agree. nonetheless, let's go into let's go into the nick of it, sir. It's prediction time. Um, when I look at this game, Danny, I I think when we predicted our my team's record, which we always see a part of, and Big E was on the show as well. I kind of said that we would start three and zero, and then we would lose a game. Um, I thought, I thought, I think I no, I may have said two and zero, and that we lost to the Bills in Buffalo as our first loss, and then came back and won another game. But nonetheless, I, I had us starting the season three and one. I think that this will be one of those wins that I pretty in the preseason. I think that we will start the season two and zero. I think Tua has another. Good game. I don't. Th- I don't see him throwing for 460 yards, 460 against Bill Belichick. I do see Tyreek going off again because again, will he get 200 plus yards again? Probably not. Will he get 100 plus? I think there's no way for you to keep him away from getting 100 plus. Um, but that just opens the door for Jalen Waddle to get more catches. That opens the door for Braxton Berrios to get those clutch first downs. I think that it's going to be a game where they will try to run the ball some more against his stout. Uh, Patriots defense that Bill Belichick always has, but nonetheless, I do see us winning this game. If the Patriots have those three offensive linemen out, I think you guys kill the Patriots. Okay. Um, 
And don't be surprised if Bill Belichick comes out and plays with three safeties. He'll give you that dime look with three safeties on the field because he's not going to let Tyreek Hill beat him. Right? And I'm not saying that Tyreek Hill can't, but he's going to do everything in his power to not allow that to happen. So don't be surprised if you get a three-safety look. Um, but even with that, he'll contain Tyreek. But like you said, he can't stop him completely. Right. I think that you guys win, and I think you guys win 31 to, like, 13. Like, I, I, I think I, it'll I, be that type of game. I had 32-17 in my head. I didn't say the score before, but I had 32-17 in my head. Um, I don't think, again, I, I'm just trying to give credit to the Patriots. It's I'm not going to completely say, no, they're going to be dog shit. Because, um, look, did anybody expect the Bengals to get shut down the way they did against the Browns? the Browns? Right. Jesus Christ. Joe Burrow looked like A.J. Feely out there. It was terrible to see that, especially after he got his bag. But so, again, 32-17, I think the Dolphins take this one. Danny also thinks the Dolphins take this one. But nonetheless, that was our prediction time for the Batterfins fans podcast for this upcoming game preview. Um, Danny, are we going to be dropping a reaction video directly after the game is over on Sunday, Sunday night football? Yes, sir. Sunday night. We'll be on the, as soon as the game ends. We'll be on here. Uh, and hopefully, I, 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 a little off topic, but Jason Sanders is going to cost you guys a game this year. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've been, to- I've been telling you this guy isn't good. You can't be trusted. And you guys told me last year he didn't cost us any games. You know what? You can say the same thing this year. He hasn't cost you any games. But could he have? Most definitely. Because sure. all of a sudden, when you when he missed that that extra point, did you now all of a sudden become fearful? Like, all they need is a field goal now. I did. I did a little bit. I did a little bit. That, but that, uh, Jason Sanders. Listen, so ladies and gentlemen, Batter Fence and Pockets will be live, live directly after the Sunday night football game. So you could guys come in here and share your reactions with us as we talk about the Dolphins' victory. Hopefully I didn't just jinx us. But nonetheless, thank you for watching. Thank you for hitting that like button. Thank you for subscribing to the Better Friends Fans channel. We love your support. And if you're listening to us on audio. Apple, or, yeah, if you're listening to us on audio, by all means, hit the like button. Hit the Give us the five-star ratings. And if you don't like it, tell us what, what, what you don't like so we can try to fix it for you. But nonetheless, we always enjoy the support you guys always give us. Danny, any words before we get out of here? No, no, no. Jason Sanders sucks, but you guys should win. <laughs> Fins up, y'all. Peace. <laughs>